देश के 50 करोड़ से ज्यादा भाई बहनों को 5 लाख रुपए तक का हेल्थ इंश्योरेंस देने वाली ये दुनिया की अपनी तरह की सबसे बड़ी योजना है मेरे देश के गरीब को भी वो सारी सुविधाएं उपलब्ध होनी चाहिए जो देश के किसी धनी को मिलती है That's Prime Minister Narendra Modi from 3 years ago where he unveiled his plan to ensure that the country's poor get the same healthcare that the rich get in his words. So yes, medical expenses for one in every 3 Indians would be covered for up to 5 lakh rupees per family by the government. The PM also promised a massive expansion of primary healthcare and this is what we'll be talking about today. Welcome to Research Radio by Economic and Political Weekly. I'm your host Abhishek. Countries broadly follow two types of models for healthcare delivery. First, let's discuss the UK model of universal health coverage. Here, the government uses funds collected from taxes and revenue to directly build hospitals, a network of primary health infrastructure, and directly hires doctors, nurses, technicians, sanitation workers, and more. Residents can access healthcare at these government centers at no or minimal cost. The second model is based on insurance and is most popularly adopted by the US. The government uses funds collected from taxes and revenue to pay insurance companies who will then cover selected procedures based on negotiations and pre-decided packages set with hospitals. Insurance is usually provided for a targeted population such as those below the poverty level. Limitations with India's healthcare system took center stage most pointedly during the second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic. However, the decay of the public healthcare system and healthcare more broadly has been taking place for several years now, along with the increase in private healthcare providers. Given the high reliance on private healthcare in India and the financial shock caused due to healthcare expenses, Ayushman Bharat's chief goal was to reduce out-of-pocket expenditure and help reduce the number of people going into poverty due to health expenses. And now if you look at the the design of PMC or any other health insurance scheme in India is that the people those who are beneficiary need not to pay a single paisa to hospital. That's Shailendra Kumar Hoda, professor at the Institute for Studies in Industrial Development, New Delhi. This is a kind of cashless health insurance scheme. Their expend entire expenditure will be taken care of. Since the hospital has agreed on that rate, uh, therefore the beneficiary should not incur a, s- a single paisa expenditure in the hospital for medical care. But in reality, what we have observed from e- even recent NSSO data, which was conducted in 2018. we found that more than you know the 93% of the people end up paying out of pocket expenditure so in a way only 7% household or beneficiaries of this insurance based system which are funded by the government for the poor only 7% of them get cashless scheme and rest 93% had to pay even government report also suggest that it was uploaded in the pmj website it indicate that only 37 households out of 1 lakh receive a cashless scheme so basically the purpose was to reduce expenditure is not reduced another purpose was to give a cashless kind of things it has not been able to successfully you know the the insurance based system basically has not been able to but it has increased the access to healthcare rate in the country 
when people do not have you know the money generally people try to postpone in seeking care and uh, after some time they may die isn't it so one concern behind launching this insurance based system or pmj was to increase the utilization those who were you know the earlier in that kind of situation that they may not appear for the hospital because of their financial situation so in terms of utilization whether you know the utilization here i mean access to health facility whether people have started accessing health facility or after implementing it either from public or private facilities so basically there is a growing evidence and now under pmj also earlier from state level scheme also the uh, you know the uh, after implementing insurance based system you know the utilization among poorest household basically you can say those who have been covered and we have covered only the poorest household and vulnerable section of the society and informal sector worker so utilization rate or access to health facility or health here i mean the medical facility for which it has been mandated has increased among these household but within that there is a you know the problem in identifications who would be covered under this some evidence also suggest that rich people also covered under pmj and they are getting more access than the people those who are in the first quartile or poorest quartile aishwan bharat encourage private players to create facilities in underserved areas has this happened actually niti aayog identified you know the 115 as aspirational districts and aspirational districts here uh, we mean you know the those who are you know the have not developed so far on any account either in economic social or you can say the health front have not developed so far so they have identified that you know the 115 districts and government said that we need to focus more on this but when we look at the data of this aspirational districts and other we compare with both these things so number of beds in these aspirational districts was you know the 20 beds per 1 lakh population whereas in other districts it was 30 and you know the from there this region basically these districts and poorer state basically i would say though they have higher burden of diseases claim very few you know the reimbursement the cases were reported very low from the, those districts and states you know the beneficiaries were very low enrollment sometime also is uh, seems to be very low and one important things here is that the inadequate service provision can pose barrier to access even if you or people are equipped with financial protection package even if you provide 5 lakh 10 lakh whatever you give the poor people those who have less understanding about the entire system always will face a problem most of these you know the high value claim in india are located in big city and in some you know the in some hospital only in i would say in 20 top 20 hospital claim account around you know the 17% of the high value claims so basically we are moving towards a us based kind of system in us at present if you can see only 6 to 7 hospital chain is taking care of entire their, their healthcare delivery system so if there is a kind of you know the monopolistic competition in that system and once this monopolistic competition or monopoly you can say emerges so what happens basically they argue for different kind of you know uh, rate different kind of you know the packages reimbursement system 
so then you know that they generally drive the system rather than government drive the system so in that context if you look at poorer people poorer state aspirational districts are sufferer whereas you know the richer people those who are urban living in urban or you can say that top most hospital having multi specialty or specialization are getting more benefit rather than the the low hospital low end hospital they are just playing a referral kind of you know, the, uh, role to this entire system basically and because health facilities aren't accessible across different parts of the country expenses can increase it's known that the further you have to go to access healthcare the more your out of pocket expenditure is that's dr silvia carpagam a public health doctor and researcher associated with the right to food and right to health campaigns in terms of a lot of uh, things that are not factored in, in you know the distances you know your attender having to stay somewhere the cost of food and the loss of livelihood daily wages so all of those keep increasing the you know exponentially the further one goes away from uh, uh, where they live so if expenditure has not reduced and coverage is still limited has the quality of treatment improved yeah so a study in jharkhand where they mm-hmm. analyzed uh, deliveries uh and they found that almost uh, 60% of these deliveries which claimed uh, you know the reimbursement under the pmjy had also claimed for neonatal packages so basically a woman goes for delivery and if they claimed for the pmjy almost 63% of those women had their children go to a neonatal care facility and the neonatal facility that was accessed was the advanced or the critical kind of uh, care which cost almost like 6000 or 5000 per day as opposed to the basic neonatal package which was about 500 per day and the length of stay also was uh, uh, higher in the private hospital so it was more likely to stay for about an average of 9 to 12 days in a private facility as opposed to uh, staying in a, a public facility for about 6 to 8 days so essentially what happens is if you're pregnant and if you go for delivery and if you go to a private hospital there is a chance that your baby is going to be put into a neonatal care so that means separation from the mother it means the baby may not be breastfed the baby may have to be given artificial feeds you know there is that separation of the mother and baby is something you would advise only if it's absolutely necessary because the baby can also pick up other infections if it's kept in a neonatal ward so you would only keep a baby in a neonatal ward if it's absolutely essential but look what's happening here the chances of the baby being in the um, neonatal unit becomes extremely high and it will be a high end neonatal unit it will be like a critical care or advanced care or uh, intensive care which is at the rate of 5000 or 27000 per day and on top of that it will be like for an average of about 10 days As part of the scheme however the prime minister spoke about arogya mitras who were to help beneficiaries work around some of the challenges related to accessing the scheme uh, could we discuss their role see any system which has to go through an agent is always problematic because the agent somehow gains power um within that system itself and over the people who are accessing that system and we seen that with the um, arogya mitras uh basically uh people so so what happens is the uh private hospitals have something like screening camps 
if you see the kind of communication that goes out to the government officials like the letter goes out to the dho the letter goes out to the medical officers to all levels of the public healthcare system so basically they become like agents to recruit patients to mobilize patients for screening to be sent to the private hospitals that's how their responsibility in a way they are reduced uh, from being independent decision makers within the public health system to just people who are given a set of orders and said there's a camp uh, being organized by this large uh, private hospital in your area and literally the entire public health system has to drop whatever they're doing like whether they're having a and they're doing vaccination or whether they're doing you know any uh, surgical procedures or they're doing their own camps they have to drop all that and be in attendance uh, for this uh, private hospital screening because official letters go out to them um, and the nature of those communications are very top down it's not participatory at all and the arogyamitras basically are given a checklist and those checklists are very uh, they're not at all comprehensive so they are asked to say for example there's a burns patient they are asked to assess the degree of burns so they have a you know checklist and the how much compensation you get or how much treatment you get or how much which package you go into is decided by the arogyamitra and what happens is which we have seen consistently with private hospitals and which is a huge problem is they see certain patients as lucrative and they see certain patients as very problematic now who's a lucrative patient the one who's otherwise healthy who has one surgical problem like a knee you need a knee replacement surgery or you need a cataract surgery or you need a hysterectomy and the otherwise a patient is fine then those are the most valuable patients so if they come to the arogyamitra then they given extra support to actually undergo the surgery even if the patient is not inclined towards the surgery there's a like, there's a pressure to undergo the surgery and the uh, hospital uh, does the surgery gets the claims the package but let's say there's a patient who's chronically ill a patient who has multiple organ related issues or say who has a stage 3 or stage 4 cancer which has gone to other organs or a patient who's likely to develop serious complications post surgery or patient who's likely to die um those patients are completely abandoned by the system they're not the lucrative patients and definitely uh, those patients uh, uh, are sometimes told that there's no package that suits you there's uh, no effort made to bring them into the within the healthcare system and make sure that they also get a reasonable um, healthcare and they the ones who get like left out of the system and it's there is a, a term called cherry picking where you pick you pick the patients who are most beneficial to you see if a private hospital has like very sick patients who are uh, dying if your death rate is high it doesn't make the hospital look good so you wouldn't want those kind of seriously ill patients which is why sometimes if you look at the statistics and they say that public hospitals have higher mortality that is also probably one of the reasons because a private hospital which which doesn't want to uh, treat a seriously ill patient would refer them to a public hospital right and how successful has the government been in regulating specific prices for treatments yeah one example that i can cite uh, because we did a survey in rajasthan in three districts in jaipur that is a, you know the highly urban centric you know say you can say 
and one is you know the pali and dungarpur districts so, so pali district is one of the poorest districts where you cannot find you know the great hospitals providing different kind of you know the services but uh, middle level hospitals are located providing very good care kind of care you know the around in us spend around 18% of their national income on health at present so this is simply because not only on administrative uh, fraud and things like that or administrative cost it has brought out an inflationary pressure on the system and similarly we have also you know the in pmj also uh, we have brought out an inflationary pressure to the healthcare system why i just cite one example in this regard you take the you know the institutional delivery in a hospital the expenditure uh, incurred for an institution why i have taken institutional delivery example because this is a biologically normal phenomena that uh, you know the because other disease may vary from person to person but here you know the you can find some kind of uniformity because of biological factors so in in rsb when rsb was was implemented the expenditure you know the the rate which they have decided was was uh, around 1500 to 2000 rupees based on the complication kind of you know the kind of things but under pmj we have decided uh, 9300 rupees for normal delivery and more than 14000 rupees for cesarean cases okay so actually what we have done if you go to pali in pali when we estimated the average expenditure on institutional delivery in a private hospitals it was around you know the to you know the less complicated to high complicated delivery it was ranging between you know the 2000 to 5000 rupees in you know the different hospitals it was ranges between 2 to 5000 rupees for institutional delivery but you know the when let's say you do not have any insurance based system so what would happen uh, you can manage your expenditure within 2 to 5000 rupees from your own pocket but now insurance based system what they have done this 40% of india population those who are covered under pmj the hospital is going to charge them you know the around 9000 rupees or even more now rest of the population what the hospital will do actually they will you know the increase the price of you know the for institutional delivery those who are not covered under pmj because they hardly matter for them so generally it will bring an inflationary pressure on this and this in inflationary pressure that you're speaking about uh, in based on your field work in rajasthan it's reached an advanced stage in the us let's say the cost of hospitalization in one day in an american hospital is around 12 time as much as one in the netherland if you took look at this and another inefficiency that has been generated uh, by this system is that in the us has more people in the healthcare working as administrator then as doctor which cost them manifold and some of the writer has mentioned that in this context uh, this administrative cost in the us for managing the insurance based system is more than 32% of the total expenditure that they incur the government did include a plan to upgrade primary health facilities within aishwan bharat this one component talk about we will upgrade over uh, 1.5 lakh uh, health sub center into the health and wellness center basically i was very happy when this was announced that you know this health and wellness center will not only take care of uh, maternal and health, child health care which they are used to but they will also take care of defined category of non communicable diseases both they will also at prevention as well as 
you know the detection of you know the uh, these kind of uh, facility so this is a great thing and but at the same time when it talk about it will take care of uh, a different kind of you know the ncds and they have defined in that that you know the mental and adults uh, adolescent health old age care palliative and rehabilitation care oral eye nose and throat and dental care lungs disease hypertension diabetic common cancer first level care of emergency and trauma including free essential drugs and diagnostics through this 1.5 lakh so if you look at this list it means they require you know the lot of technician doctors anm nurses you know the so as to detect and as well as to prevention so in reality when we look at this 1.5 lakh health sub center when this uh, ayushman bharat was launched at that point of time you know the planning commission report mentioned that these center require at least 12.6 lakh human resources this is multi purpose health worker one male one female that was as per that requirement they require 12.6 lakh now you are talking about we will take care of ncd of different kind of diseases prevention as well as detection so it will require more technician doctors those who can you know the can take care of entire gamut of this uh, care system but um, in reality actually uh, we had to allocate more fund to this center but uh, what happened over a period of time in this system then government revised this guideline and said that no actually we will no issue we will upgrade 1.5 health center not health sub center we will health center but they will be also we will also include primary health center means phc and chc in this context so this is because in phc and chc at least you know the in phc we require you know the four doctor at least in chc we require on uh, at least you know the specialist kind of you know the different kind of uh, composition that we require so they may generally you know the qualify that kind of you know the scheme so in the first year of implementation of ayushman bharat only phc and chc were upgraded to health and wellness center and a very minuscule number of chc were upgraded to health and wellness center this is simply because these uh, uh, health sub center require more fund than the phc and chc so it has happened over a period of time like this and if you look at you because when this was launched it was mentioned that it will come under the national health mission component the overall expenditure come under this component but when we look at the expenditure pattern on nhm as well as on this hwc component in both the category over a period of 2 to 3 year if you can see the expenditure of the government on this component has declined so moment you are saying that you know that we have to upgrade our primary health system but at the same time the allocation has not happened rather is declined so it raises some concern whether we are inclined to or you know the we are interested to fulfill our objective of uh, upgrading our primary health system or so if i refer to the my paper uh, the data which i done it refer that you know that the share of uh, the national health mission in the total health budget of the union government declined from 60% percent in 2018-19 to 52 percent in 2021 budget so 60 percent to 52 percent 
okay so this is the thing the expenditure on the nrsm because this all kind of is in the health sub center are located in the rural area and phcr in the urban area so the expenditure declined from on nrhm component 48% to 42% in this period and within the nhm the allocation toward health and wellness center component was just 3 to 4% so with this expenditure it is hardly difficult you know it is very difficult i would say to achieve this goal because once you are interested to upgrade our primary health system which is very you know the important and it has also became important even in covid time because we need a wider network of all our health system primary health care system people can engage in testing and tracing kind of things you need more fund towards that uh, but uh, since due the covid has happened and you know the we have allocated a big amount for you know the uh, vaccine in, to vaccinate the people so you will find you know the in the recent budget or the upcoming but there will be another cut you know the in allocating towards that so that is also an another apprehension that i would say and would you like to add something dr silvia these so called health and wellness centers they're nothing more than outposts uh, which are becoming like referral centers uh, basically routing patients uh, to these larger or tertiary or secondary hospitals so what was earlier a primary health a uh, center with uh, you know entire team of uh, it you know it was a unit by itself it had it had the doctor it had the lab technician the nurses and uh, uh, the pharmacist and you know the administrative people who could function as a independent unit now if you look at the responsibilities of the doctor often they don't like want a, even an mbbs doctor they are okay with the uh, you know ayush doctors and ayush doctors have their role within the healthcare system but it's not like to man uh, these health and wellness centers um, as a you know with the point where they screen they pick up uh, people with illnesses and then they are referring those patients and then when those patients get treated in those tertiary or secondary hospitals then they come back uh, to these health and wellness centers and they are monitored there so literally the that primary healthcare uh, structure has been uh, effectively broken down over the last several years um so much so it's it's just a dispensing unit or it's a place safe for vaccines uh, a very uh, basic level facility which has lost that uh, primary nature to it which which it was you know initially so what's going wrong here in terms of the policy making process see i think the the idea of a expert um, is very problematic in india uh, because most of the so called experts are people who are very disconnected with the lived reality of a majority uh, of people living in the country so i would see it more as a caste and a corporate nexus there is a caste aspect to it where people have an attitude uh, towards uh, you know people who are poor who are from vulnerable communities there is a sense of disdain and there is a sense of um, hierarchy that we know best we know what is good for you or you don't deserve better than this you know you should be satisfied with what you have um, the idea of giving the best possible care to the most you know vulnerable person i don't think that exists in india still in any major way 
and then you have this corporate aspect uh, you have the multinationals like uh, multilaterals the you know the large uh, like world bank and the imf and those kind of agencies um, you have tax evasion companies like uh, deloitte and ernst and young who are sitting on your policy making and a lot of uh, the people who we know are sitting in this policy making are people who again from dominant caste who gone outside to the us for a year you know they do a masters in i don't know in economics or some health policy and they come back straight into policy making so there's a complete disconnect with what's happening uh, with people and uh, in in terms of what decisions are made so i think that first of all you have to understand that people are equal players you need to consult people and that way i think focus group discussions with different communities uh, what has your experience been how has your access to healthcare been what would you like uh, people may not be able to design uh, or budget for it but definitely they can say what they need like definitely like we we did some focus group discussion with people who are living with hiv they had some very good Uh, ideas of you know how the healthcare system should be so similarly talking to people patients uh, talking to communities and talking to people who are accessing the services i think it's very important and very useful and a lot of very uh, rich data comes out so like we were working in this uh, um, um, area called dj hali in bangalore where the a focus group discussion with women from the muslim community they said none of them speak our language like none of them make us feel welcome so then after we discussed with the healthcare providers they actually had a muslim doctor you know posted there and things changed like they were able to culturally relate in terms of language so access then improves I think that is very important uh, not to undermine or underestimate the role of community as equal participants they're not just beneficiaries healthcare is not a charity it's not some favor that the government is doing and people have to just accept it like whatever it is There's a lot that we didn't get to cover in this episode and I suggest heading to the show notes to read articles written by both scholars. We'd like to thank both Dr. Sylvia Kapagam and Dr. Shailendra Kumar Hoda for their detailed insights and time. We also have a reading list on the Ayushman Bharat which offers a tight overview of the scheme based on several articles published in EPW. New episodes of Research Radio will be out very soon and I hope you tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Share your feedback to us via any of EPW social media handles or email us at social at epw.in. I promise you, we read them. Take care and thanks for tuning in.